Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This is going to be Genesis chapter 31. This is where Jacob leaves uh, Laban and heads off on his own with his family. Laban's not very happy about it. All right, let's go to this one. Verse 1, And he heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. In other words, all this wealth. And, and uh, Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers, and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. It is significant to note that Jacob counseled with his wives on the important move he was contemplating. Often modern scholars claim that women in the Old Testament were of low status and were treated as property by their husbands. But this example and others like it show that such was not the case, at least not with Jacob. Verse 5, And said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before. But the God of my father hath, hath been with me. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father. And your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times. The scriptures don't document ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. Jacob has prospered in spite of Laban's attempts to steal from him. And if he, if he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, the ringstrake shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ringstrake. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle or the flock conceived, that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ringstraked and speckled and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see, all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringstraked, speckled and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, the place where Jacob saw the stair ascending into heaven. He saw the heavenly temple where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me, now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there any yet any portion of inherit or inheritance for us in our father's house? Our father has stolen every even our dowry which was supposed to go to Jacob. Are we not counted of him strangers? For he hath sold us, and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. It is interesting that both Rachel and Leah agreed that Jacob was justified in leaving Laban. They also pointed out that they had received nothing from their father because of his covetous nature. One commentator explained their bitterness. The dowry was an important part of marriage. We meet it first in Jacob, who worked seven years for Laban to earn a dowry. The pay for this service belonged to the bride as her dowry, and Rachel and Leah could indignantly speak of themselves as having been sold by their father because he had withheld from them their dowry. It was the family capital. It represented the wife's security in case of divorce where the husband was at fault. If she were at fault, she forfeited it. She could not alienate it from her children. There are indications that the normal dowry was about three years' wages. The dowry thus represented funds provided by the father of the groom, or by the groom through work, 
used to further the economic life of the new family. If the father of the bride added to this, it was his privilege and customary, but the basic dowry was from the groom or his family. The dowry was thus the father's blessing on his son's marriage or a test of the young man's character and working for it. Verse 17, Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels, and he carried away all his cattle and all his goods which he had gotten, the cattle of his getting which he had gotten in Padanaram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep. Laban would be gone for about three days. And Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. Now this needs an explanation. There is much debate among scholars about what the images were that were stolen by Rachel and what they represented. The Hebrew word, which is sometimes used for small images of false gods, is teraphim. Some translators render the, the, the word as household gods. Was Laban an idolater? If so, why did Jacob go all the way back to Haran to find a wife if they were idolaters like the Canaanites? Others believe that they were astrological devices used for telling the future, but this suggestion raises the same question. One scholar theorized that these images were somehow tied in with the legal rights of inheritance. If this theory is correct, the, pass the possessor of the teraphim had the right to inherit the father's property. This circumstance would explain why Rachel stole the images since her father had stolen her inheritance. It would also explain Laban's extreme agitation over their loss and Jacob's severe penalty offered against the guilty party. Verse 20, <clears throat> And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban, the Syrian, or the Armenian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled. And he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey, and they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the Mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done, that thou hast stolen away unawares to me, and carried away my daughters as captives taken with the sword? Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly, and steal away from me, and didst not tell me, that I might have sent thee away with mirth, and with songs, and with tabret, and with harp? I think he's kind of not being genuine here. And hath not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters, thou hast, not, thou hast now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt, but the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And now, though thou wouldst needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Peradventure thou wouldst take by force thy daughters from me. Uh, he has stolen from me before, so that's not an unfair uh, accusation. With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is, what is thine with me, and take it to thee, for Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two handmaidens' tent, or maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then went he out of Leah's tent, and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them, and Laban searched all the tent but found them not. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched her and but found not the images. So Leah is, uh, or Rachel here is telling him that, he, that this is the time of month for her 
and uh, not to bother her. And so he leaves her alone. Verse 36, and Jacob was wroth and chode with Laban and, La and Jacob answered and said to Laban, what is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren that they may judge betwixt us both. This 20 years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, had been with me. Surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters or unto their children, which they have, been, which they have born? Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made an heap. And they did eat there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jegar Sahadutha, the heap of witness in Aramaic. But Jacob called it Galid. That's easier to pronounce. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Galid. And Mizpah, the lookout point, for he said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast betwixt me and thee. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor and the God of their father be judge betwixt us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount and called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all the night in the mount. And early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his own place. The consequences prove, this is another comment here from Edersheim. The consequences prove very similar to those which followed his deceit in his father's house. The rapidly growing wealth of Jacob during the six years of, of this bargain so raised the enmity and envy of Laban and, his, and of his sons that Jacob must have felt it necessary for his own safety to remove, even if he had not received divine direction to that effect. But this put an end to all hesitancy, and having communicated his purpose to his wives and secured their cordial consent, he left secretly, while Laban was away at the sheep shearing, which would detain him some time. Three days elapsed before Laban was informed of Jacob's flight. He immediately pursued after him with his brethren, his anger being further excited by the theft of his household gods, or teraphim, which Rachel, unknown, of course, to Jacob, had taken with her. On the seventh day, Laban and his, and his relatives overtook Jacob and his caravan in Mount Gilead. The consequences might have been terrible if God had not interposed to warn Laban in a dream not to injure nor to hurt Jacob. 
being further foiled in his search after the missing teraphim through the cunning of his own daughter Laban, despite his hypocritical professions of how affectionate their leave-taking might have been if Jacob had not stolen away, stood convicted of selfishness and unkindness. In fact, if the conduct of Jacob, even in his going away, had been far from straightforward, that of Laban was of the, was of the most unprincipled kind. However, peace was restored between them and a covenant made in virtue of which neither party was, in, was to cross for hostile purposes the memorial pillar which they erected and to which Laban gave a Chaldee and Jacob a Hebrew name, meaning the heap of witness. Hypo hypocritically, as, is, as in the mouth of Laban, the additional name of Mizpah sounds, which he gave to this pillar, it is a very significant designation to mark great events in our lives, especially our alliances and our undertakings, for Mizpah means watchtower. And the words which accompanied the giving of this name were Jehovah, watch between me and thee, when we are absent one from another. I bear testimony of the truth of these things and say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.